Oh, hey, Queen, how's it going? Welcome to the Note to Self podcast. This is the final episode of 2021. How does that feel? I feel like everyone's like, oh my god, I can't believe it's the last day of the year. But like, I literally feel like that. I can't believe it's the last day of the year. Um, The good news is, I kind of don't care. Oh, is this Debbie Downer alert? But I don't really care for New Year's. It's kind of one of those things where I'm like, meh, it's just another day. It's nice to celebrate things. It's nice to reflect and look back on the year, I guess. Um, But more than anything, it's just another day. And like, we get to wake up every single day with a new perspective if we want to. And I feel like, the good thing about New Year's is that you can do that. And I feel like the whole world kind of does that. You know, we have a a, a little cleanse of all the shit we've been through. And we go, yeah, 2022 is our year. But like, I actually believe it this time. I feel like last year I believed it. Actually, I saw a Instagram post or was it like a Facebook? No, it can't have been Facebook because I'm so not a Facebook gal. Um, it must have been an Instagram post where I was like 2021. No, it was 2020. I was like 2020 is my year. Like I'm so excited. And then look what happened. So I feel like I jinxed it. But 2022 is actually my year. And I feel like it's yours as well. And hear me out. This is why, right? We've done it now. Do you know what I mean? Like, whatever the world throws at us now, we're like, yeah, got you, bitch. Do you know what I mean? We already know the gig. We know that we probably are going to have a load of shit thrown at us next year. But, like, sound. Because we've had two years of that, mate. Do you know what I mean? Throw more shit at me, hon. Watch me bat it away like I'm a pro tennis player. Do you know what I mean? So, anyway. (laughs) I feel... Like 2022 is actually our year this year because I know that now we're equipped. Now we know how to handle it. Now we've got a little bit more kind of, I guess, get up and go to just be like, like, do you know what? We can't keep waiting for life to happen. We can't keep waiting for things to be over. We can't keep waiting for the world to go back to normal, to crack on with our lives and to live our best lives and to feel the best we possibly can. So I feel like that's the reason I love New Year's is because it gives you that that little extra kick to go, yeah, let's set some goals, let's set some intentions, like, let's do things right, literally from when I wake up in the morning. Now, that doesn't always happen. And that's the reason I don't like New Year's is because we have these like, really high expectations of ourselves. And we put so much pressure on ourselves. And then when things don't go super swimmingly, the, you know, world crashes and burns. But if you can avoid that perfectionism mindset for just a second, it's a really good time of year to start setting some goals. Now, in the new year, I am going to be doing, I'm not sure whether to do it as a masterclass or just to do it as a like Instagram post or video or something like that. But I essentially want to do, hear me out, (laughs) a like crippling perfectionists guide to goal setting in the new year. Like, hi, I'm a perfectionist. My name is Jo, <laughs> Jojo, whatever you want to call me. Um, and I feel like goal setting is really difficult for us perfectionists. And I know that so many perfectionists are here with me right now. So if you are a self-proclaimed, perfect, that was really hard to say, self-proclaimed perfectionist, bloody hell, um, then I feel like you'll feel me on this. But goal setting is really difficult for us because we're like, shoot for the moon and you'll land among the stars. But I'm miffed if I shoot for the moon and I don't hit the moon, do you know what I mean? If I'm not on the moon, I'm like, rude, excuse me, what? I aim for it, so I should hit it. Do you know what I mean? And I know that so many of us this new year are going to be like setting goals and thinking, well, if it's not perfect, then I failed. Like if I miss one day of getting, I don't know, say you set your goal as 10,000 steps and you get 9,000 one day, you're going to be upset about it. But like my plan I guess for this kind of either masterclass or whatever it's going to be is basically to help you set some goals and set some intentions for the new year and have them last you know because let's be real how many new year's resolutions have you set yourself and then felt too much pressure felt and then felt like you failed when you couldn't keep it up well how about we use these failures not as like failures but as learning experiences as opportunities to learn and grow and keep pushing forward rather than having to go back to the beginning again and feel like you failed every step of the way like it's so easy for us perfectionists us all or nothingers you know those of us that are just kind of 100% or nothing it's so easy for us to feel like we're failing and like feeling like you're failing is never a vibe so my I guess mission goal mm, don't know another word for it Oh my god, can you hear that? It has started shitting it down outside. Um, my I guess purpose for the for this 
masterclass or something <laughs> whatever it's gonna be I feel like we should do a masterclass why not like let's just throw another masterclass out there but my intention for this masterclass is to just get you feeling phenomenal every step of the way and get you actually achieving your goals for once rather than just like tripping up at every single hurdle along the way but anyway I feel like I tangented because the whole point of today's podcast on not New Year's Eve whilst you're hanging out with me hopefully you're hanging out with me on New Year's Eve if not then you know this podcast is kind of irrelevant but I guess it's not because actually it is 11 things that I've learned in 2021. 11 lessons, 11 things that 2021 has taught me. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. But either way, it's 11 things that I've jotted down that I feel like 2021 taught me this year. So let's get into the first one. The first one is self-belief is integral. Your your mindset is everything. Like, you know that saying, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. This year has bloody taught me that. Like, I have spent my life not believing in myself. I've spent my life being so, like, woe is me. I can't do this. I am, I'm, I, I, believe it or not, I'm quite negative when it comes to myself. I'm so positive when it comes to the outside world, when it comes to everybody else, when it comes to, you know, my clients and my family and my friends and just everyone around me. But when it comes to my own success, my own self-belief, it is rock bottom so much of the time. And like this year, it took a lot for me to start believing in myself. It took a lot for me to just, I guess, switch up that way of thinking. And like, I just, I basically got to a point, I think it must have been one of the books I read, probably, probably You Are a Badass. I speak about that book all the time because it's the first one that I read where I really just was like, whoa, this, this resonated with me and this made me feel amazing. And it completely, you know, started, I guess, my self-development journey, I guess. Well, that sounds gross, but you know what I mean? And it just was, I, I don't even know what the clicking moment was or if that it was a quote or something, but something in me just went, actually, regardless of whether my negative mindset is correct in this circumstance or not, how unhelpful is it? Like, think about it. If you are beating yourself up, thinking you can't do something, feeling like crap about yourself for X, Y, or Z, that's unhelpful. doesn't matter if it's true. Like, your thoughts are not true anyway. They don't have to be true anyway. But if you sit and you really think about some of the things you're telling yourself, some of the beliefs that you're you're holding onto for yourself, like, regardless of whether it's true or not, it's unhelpful. So just drop it. I know that sounds so ridiculous and sounds so like, oh, yeah, I'm not just going to drop, like, a lifetime of beliefs. But actually, it does take work. You know, it takes a long time to start and picking those things for yourself and start realizing that actually, you know, that doesn't have to be true for me, or I don't have to believe that, or I don't have to, you know, act on that. For example, me thinking, oh, I'm just lazy, like I'm really lazy, I'm not very good at going to the gym because I'm just like so lazy. And like, I always said that, even with like, I say this all the time, but like, I can't read. I'm not a very good reader, I'm very, very slow at reading, I get distracted very easily, I have to read things over and over again. And so for years, I just spent my life telling myself that I couldn't read and I can't read, and I just hate reading, because I'm crap at it, and so obviously I wasn't gonna read, because I was telling myself I was no good at it, and then that doesn't give you the opportunity to start learning how to do that better, you know, start developing more skills in that area, start actually taking the time to, you know, do that thing a little bit more, it's true with the gym, it's true with any hobby, it's true with any skill, it's true with any even like confidence and um, happiness and all of that sort of stuff. If you believe you're not happy, guess what? You're not going to be happy. If you believe that you're lazy, guess what? You're going to feel lazy. If you believe that you can never lose weight, guess what? You're never going to lose weight. And like, that's how important your mindset is. I know you might not believe that right now, but get believing it. Self-belief is integral. Um, but you're, like your mindset is the most important thing in any area of your life. There are people less qualified to do what you're doing, but are doing it better than you because they just said, no, do you know what? I'm just going to do it. There are people that are just more confident than you in something. And that's why they're better at it than you. But actually, if you flip that, if you stop squashing your own potential, if you stopped telling yourself that you couldn't do it or that you were crap at it or that you um, would never be able to do X, Y, and Z and just tried, you're already giving yourself more of a chance you know, like you're already, if you suddenly just tell yourself, I can't do it, let's take weight loss, because hi, welcome to my life, like, let's take weight loss as an example, okay, 
if you tell yourself, I'm just, I just can't lose weight, I can't ever get past a certain size or a certain weight goal or whatever, like, you're always going to act accordingly. You're always going to act in line with that side of yourself. So with that, like, you know, if say you can't ever get past the 100 kg mark, sub 100 kg, right? That is such a common thing that people get stumped on. It's like, I can't get past this weight goal. It's like, that. guess what happens? When you get close to that weight goal, you start going, oh, but we're getting to it, we're getting close to it, we're getting to this point where I know I'm not going to get any further. And then you'll start making actions, maybe subconsciously, maybe consciously, maybe you're self-sabotaging or maybe you're completely oblivious to it, but you start acting accordingly. You start going, oh, well, I'm not going to get there anyway, so I might as well just have the the extra cupcake or whatever. Oh, well, I'm not going to be able to do that anyway, so I might as well just not go for a walk today. You know, little things like that start adding up and then guess what? You ingrain the belief even more that you can't do that thing, that you can't get past that certain mark, that milestone, whatever it is. Like your mindset really, really is everything. It is the number one reason why people fail at anything in life is because they are putting their own barriers up for themselves. Like that is so important. So that is number one. Number two is that self-parenting, in fact, I don't even know how to say this because... (laughs) So in my notes, I've written down self-parenting and then the little greater than, is it greater than? Yeah, the little greater than uh, symbol and then self-care. But I don't even know how to say that in a sentence. So like self-parenting is better than self-care. Self-parenting is above self-care. Basically, self-parenting beats self-care because, and they're both actually the same thing. The problem that we've got is that self-care has, is it self-care was self-parenting until the world took it on and started blowing out of proportion and now it's just face masks and bubble baths, right? But actually, self-care is actually doing the things that you know you need to do regardless of whether you want to do them or not because they will make you feel better. Now, a really good book to ingrain that if you're not very good at parenting yourself or you're not very good at taking care of what your body needs, what you need, what your mind needs, read uh, Working Hard, Hardly Working by Grace Beverly. This is where I learned this. Is it actually sometimes self-care isn't just the whole like, oh, you know, meditation, face masks, bubble baths, relaxation, like eye masks and watching Netflix on the sofa and eating ice cream. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it isn't that. And in fact, I would argue that actually it's the opposite. It's not doing the things that are going to make you feel like you're not worth it. And that sounds ridiculous because sometimes actually doing a face mask and having a bath and, you know, looking after myself in that way, yeah, that is self-care. But actually a lot of the time, especially the whole kind of like chilling and and doing, I don't know, nothing on the sofa for a little bit too long, that to me isn't self-care. That is me avoiding the things that I know are going to make me feel good. And again, it's all about weighing it up. Like sometimes that might be exactly what you need in that moment. But a lot of the time it's more it's going to be more about self-parenting. So parenting yourself, telling yourself, right, what would I do if I was a child right now? If I was my own child, would I be allowing her to eat ice cream 24-7 because she felt sad? No, I would tell her, look, great, let's get an ice cream, sure. But make sure you're eating your vegetables. Make sure, go outside, get some fresh air, have an apple, you know. Like doing sometimes, doing the things that you don't necessarily want to do, but you know you need to do to make you feel good. Like going for that walk, getting some fresh air, you know, going to the gym because you know it'll make you feel good. Those things, you wouldn't think of them, oh, that's self-care. You'd think bubble bath, face mask. Uh, painting your toenails. Do you know what I mean? Those sorts of things. But actually, self-care is doing all of the all of that stuff together. You know, the stuff that you really, really need from yourself. So I want you to ask yourself, like, what do I need? What does my body need right now? What does my mind need right now? What do I need right now? Rather than it being like, oh, how can I comfort myself? Because, and sometimes you can comfort yourself too. But a lot of the time, comforting yourself by I don't know, like binge watching Netflix for the next eight hours isn't helpful. It's not the thing you need. Sometimes it is, again, like you do you, boo. But most of the time, it's about finding what you actually need to do to make you feel good or to like um, 
not even rectify or like fix but just to kind of heal some whatever struggle problem barrier you're you're facing and that you need to overcome um so that's something that I want you to have a think about over the next couple of weeks and we can talk about that properly I might reread working hard hardly working take some pointers and give you a little I guess a whole episode on self-parenting because I think it is really really important and it's a, a fun little mindset shift that I learned really um, along with that, as a side note, an extra little tip is that sometimes the most productive thing that you can do is nothing. Um, that's another thing that I learned from Grace Beverly's book is that like sometimes the the productivity that we, you know, when we feel like we're procrastinating, or we feel like we put loads of pressure on ourselves because we haven't done something that we know we need to do or, you know, we feel super burnt out, but we're like, no, I need to work. I need to work. I'm very, I'm a big sucker for that. I'm like, if I'm laying in bed and I'm having a lay-in, I sit and beat myself up sometimes because I'm like, oh, I should be up and working. I should be doing something. I should be recording a, po- a podcast. I should be messaging clients. I should be I don't know, writing a training program. But actually, instead of beating yourself up for doing that, how about you just honour that moment and allow yourself to have it again, some, some sort of self-parenting in that, but also knowing that that's not a bad thing. Sometimes doing nothing is productive because you're able to then recharge to be able to do the thing you need to do so much better and so much more productively. So it is actually, is productively a word? Don't know, it is now. Um, <laughs> but sometimes doing nothing does increase your productivity. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes doing nothing is self-care which is interesting, actually. But yeah, maybe we'll talk about that in a proper episode in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but for now, let's move on to lesson number three. So lesson three, oh, is a... Oh, I don't know if I want to do this one yet. I'm scared. Okay, lesson number three. It's better to be at the bottom of a ladder you want to climb than at the top of the one you don't. I don't think that's a direct quote. It's definitely not a direct quote. <laughs> But earlier this year, back in kind of, you know, mid, I don't know, middle of the year, midsummer, I made a very big decision that I had needed to make for over a year and didn't um, because of many reasons, really. But because I was a little bit scared because I didn't believe in myself a little bit, you know, point number one, um, because I knew that I was actually excelling very well in that role, in that job, in that moment, I guess. But I didn't want to be there because I knew it didn't really align with what I wanted out of my life. I knew that, you know, I was as far as I was going to get in terms of climbing that ladder, metaphorically. But I didn't want to be there. I didn't, it didn't sit well with me what I was doing. I didn't enjoy my life at that moment. Um, And I knew that I needed to take the leap and be brave enough to just kind of stand up and say, nope. I don't want to do it like this anymore. This is the way that I want to do it. And you're either happy about it or I'm gone. You know, that was, that's, I guess, the ultimatum, really. Um, And it just kind of took that little bit of a leap. And it took this little quote that isn't a quote because I've totally butchered it. But my boyfriend said to me when I told him about the decision that I'd been kind of, well, putting off making for a really long time. And he said, Joe better to be at the bottom of a ladder you want to climb than at the top of one you don't and it just kind of hit me because I was like yeah duh like if you're a place right now where you don't like your life or you don't like something in your life you don't like your relationship or your I don't know home situation or your job or I don't know one of like something that one of your friends is doing like even things like that you like just stop like stop doing it I don't know, that sounds so stupid, like, oh yeah, just quit your job, <laughs> but, but like, if you hate something that much, or if it's, if, it, if you know it's not where you want to be in life, why you keep climbing that ladder? Like, you can swap ladders whenever you want, you can swap things whenever you want, you can drop something and start something fresh. I think so much of us, so many of us kind of like, carry on doing stuff because we've done it for so long, it's like that, um, there's a couple of ways to kind of describe it. It's like the sunk cost effect. I know James Smith talks about that in his book. Loads of people talk about it in their books. I can't remember why I first heard it. Um, but a lot of people quote James Smith for that. Definitely wasn't him that like created it though, I guess. I don't know who, I don't know where it first came from. I think it was from, hmm, 
maybe Mark Manson, one of Mark Manson's books. But regardless, it is the idea that like you've been you've invested so much time or energy or money into something that you keep doing it because of the investment you've made. But actually, what's the point in continuing to invest in that that thing that you're doing or that experience or that job or that partner or that, I don't know, career when you don't actually enjoy it, when you've got the benefit from it? Like the law of diminishing returns comes in here. And I know that um, ESG talks about this all the time. Um, the law of diminishing returns. Like I, in, in fact, I'm actually just going to butcher it if I talk about it. But go and listen to some of her stuff. But like the idea that like you are just continuing to invest in something that you don't actually care for anymore. That you've lost the love for. Or that you actually just know that it isn't your gig. You know, quite a few of my clients this year after telling them about this, be at the bottom of a ladder you want to climb rather than the top of one you don't, like so many of my clients have quit their jobs and started their own business or quit and joined a different job or like just said, no, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to move like even within their company, they've moved to a different job role. Um, after speaking to their boss and saying, look, I'm really just, I'm not a fan of what I'm doing right now and I don't want to do this and this isn't what I signed up for and so I'm going to shift. And believe it or not, a lot of people actually really accommodate into that. And if they're not, then you know where you stand. Like, same with relationships. A lot of my clients have broken up with their partners. I'm sorry, I hate that. But like, also, it's a really good thing because you're putting yourself first and you're you're getting what you really, really want out of life. But to, to invest so much into something, like just because you've been with someone for like, I don't know, 10 years doesn't mean that you have to keep being with them for another 10. Like, if you haven't been happy for six of those, then you can shift, you can change, you can stop, you can start climbing the ladder you want to climb. Like, I think that's, it's just something that I, that really resonated for me this year when I came to making a really big decision. Um, and I made it and oh my God, I, I haven't looked back. Like I am so proud of myself for taking that leap and making that decision to, to just like be, the person that I wanted to be and align what I really wanted out of my life, like, and have that, that, I guess, just kind of go with my guns on something and go with what my gut was telling me to do. Because I wouldn't have, I'd have if I didn't just gather any sort of self-belief whatsoever this year, I would have still been in that situation. And I wouldn't have been happy. But I'm so much happier now because of because of that one little quote that isn't even the right quote. Maybe I should find it and tell you what the actual quote is. But I'm not gonna. Um, so anyway, point number four, right? I feel like this is already so waffly. Point number four, lesson number four. Okay, so this, why do I always just like try and explain it before I actually tell you it? But okay, here's what I've written. If you can keep focusing on taking aligned action, you can't go far wrong. Now, this I've been working on for a few months of making sure that every single decision I make, especially the big ones, but pretty much every decision I make, since my whole takeover the, with the world you phase, right? I've been focusing on taking aligned action, which is basically every time you make a decision, I want you to, to ask yourself if it aligns with what you want out of your life. And the problem there is that so many of us don't know what we want with our lives, or what we want to get out of our life. So, but you won't, like, you won't get anywhere without direction, right? Like, imagine getting in your car and setting off and going somewhere and not knowing where you're going, not having the directions to get there, like, not not even having a destination point set on the map. Like, you're just, you're just driving with absolutely no idea where you're going. And that is what life feels like when you don't have a goal, when you don't have a purpose, when you don't have values to stick by, and now I'm still figuring out what I really, really want in life. But I know that I am so clear on the fact that like I have certain values that I want to stick to. I have certain life goals that I want to explore, I guess. And so every single time I make a decision, I just go, right, does this align with what I really want out of the next year? Does this align with who I want to be next year? Does this align with what I want when I'm 50? You know, and every single time, it, the decision feels great because I've I've set my intentions and I've set my goals and I've decided, no, I'm going to take a step towards that every day. And that's, so I've, re- in, in fact, 2022, this is a good time to do it. Like at the start of the year, I want you to get 
so freaking clear on what you want out of your life. I want you to set your intentions, find your values, figure out your life goals, and then take steps towards them every single day. Do the things that are going to just move that needle in the right direction. Just, just you know, cha-cha slide you ever so slightly towards your goal. Every single time you do anything that is in terms of making a decision, I want you to say, ask yourself, does this align with what I want out of my future? Does this align with my intentions, my values, my goals? Does this align with me? Because if it does, you can't go far wrong. If it doesn't, then you've got your answer. Like every single time you make a decision, you really, really, really won't go far off track if you have owned that decision in alignment with what you want. So aligned action is my new little vibe for the next couple of months is just making sure that everything I do is aligned with what I want out of my life. And that's as simple as like, right, do I want to go for this walk today? Yeah, because that aligns with what I really want out of my life. But actually, if I don't go for that walk and I rest instead, is that in alignment with what I really want today? And so even that you have to ask yourself, like when you're, I don't know, about to eat a cookie that your mum's just baked for you, like, does that align with your goals? Does that align with your values? Does that align with what you want in your life? And that's why it's important to find what you want in your life because you could want family connection and you could also want fat loss or, or I don't know, a six pack. Blech, gross. Like, not gross, but as in like, <laughs> boring. But like, as a value, as a goal, as an intention, they're the three words that I keep coming back to. But if it aligns with what you really want, then great, do it. Like if having that cookie, you know, is going to make your mum thrilled because when she sees the look on your face, when you see how delicious it is, because it's got a secret little center of Biscoff, you're going to be buzzing. She's then going to be buzzing. Your connection is going to be even more powerful with her and you're going to feel so good for that. And so that is an aligned action. But likewise, if your priority is fat loss and you don't want to eat that cookie because, I don't know, you've just eaten the world's biggest, I don't know, salad, (laughs) and you are really like focused on your goals and you actually don't really want the cookie, cool. That's an aligned action too. But it's what your priorities are. And that's why I want you to get clear on what you want, get clear on your priorities. Because then when you ask yourself, does this align with what I really want out of my life right now? You'll always have the answer. Like you will always have the answer. And it's, it's easy to then decide, no, do you know what? I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to do that. So I want you to ask yourself, like, if you keep taking that aligned action, you really can't go far wrong. I want you to ask, what do you value most? So what do I value most in this moment? It's a really good one to ask. What actions can I take to support what I value most in this moment? And is this decision moving the needle for me in the direction I want it to go in or further away? Does this choice align with what I value in life? Like, just keep asking yourself those questions with the decisions that you make every single day. And I promise you, like, life gets better. Life gets easier. Because regardless then, if you make a decision to have the cookie or to not have the cookie, as an example, like, you'll be happy with that decision. You'll be content with that decision. You will beat yourself up far less for whatever decision that is. Like if you don't want to go to the gym or you do want to go to the gym, whatever, if that aligns with what you, with what you really want in that moment, then guess what? You've owned it. You've taken responsibility for it. It doesn't feel like you've tripped over and fallen into that decision. You've actively made it and actively making decisions feels so good. It feels powerful. So keep doing it. Ask yourself, does this align with what I want out of my life? Boom. If you've got your answer, brilliant. And you've come to that conclusion by yourself and you've been like strong, independent woman and made that decision for yourself. You feel so good for it. And then you can't beat yourself up. You can't go into this guilt and shame spiral. It's very, very good to do with that all or nothing mentality because it takes away that like the feeling of I've messed up because you've actively made that decision for yourself. So that's a really good one. If you are finding yourself in that all or nothing vibe as well, really, really good tip if I do say so myself. (laughs) Okay, CBA for me. Right. Number, what are we on? Five? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, number five. Okay, this is a big one. And actually, it's one of my 
I was going to do an episode on like if you could give advice if you, you know how I ask people when I do my guest episodes of my podcast which by the way are coming back for 2022 I promise but I ask people like what one piece of advice is that they would give to every single girl in the world this is I was going to do a whole episode of like pieces of advice that I would give and my piece of advice if anyone ever cared to ask me which they haven't so far lol cry um is <laughs> is that as long as you like yourself, doesn't matter if no one else does, doesn't matter if other people don't. And it like this, I can't even remember again where I found this. Maybe it was, um, I feel like it was another book. I'll find out and let you know. But maybe I'll be, do a little book club. <laughs> anyway, so the point that I've got written down is it's okay if people don't like you as long as you like you. And it's so funny because I've spent my life trying to please people, trying to be something I'm not just so that other people would like me. And actually, this like, crazily enough, right? Oh my God, you're about to be mind blown. You are about to spend the rest of your life with one person. That person is yourself. (laughs) Mind drop. But it actually is. Like, you are the only person you spend your entire life with. Every minute of every day you spend with yourself. Imagine if you didn't like yourself. Imagine if you spent it hating yourself. Imagine if you spent the rest of your life not liking, like, oh, you know, if you've got like someone that you're hanging out with for the day, right? And you're actually, they're just getting on your nerves. You actually don't like them. You're like, why am I hanging out with this person? But it's like, you kind of have to hang out with them. I don't know. Maybe you're in a meeting or you're on a like first aid course and someone's really annoying you or I don't know, whatever it is, right? Like, imagine spending the, your entire life with that person. Like, think of someone you, you really dislike, someone that you just don't get on with, someone that you don't know and that you don't care to know. Imagine that person being literally inside your head 24-7. Like, training, ew. So I've spent my life doing that. Like, being, hanging out with someone that I didn't actually like because that person wasn't me. That person wasn't the person that I wanted to be. It was just the person that I thought other people wanted to see of me. And this year, I feel like I want you to just start embracing being you and being the real you and learning to love yourself or learning to just start by not hating yourself and then liking yourself and then loving yourself because you are the only person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. And especially if you're not being yourself right now, you're trying to be too much of a people pleaser, please other people, like get other people to like you. You're not being your true self. You're not being the person that you know you should be, that you know you want to be. Like, imagine if I didn't tell you guys that I love Disney. Imagine if I kept hiding the fact that I love Disney. Like, then I wouldn't be able to sing Disney songs whenever I want. And that would suck. Like, imagine a life where you can't sing Disney all the time. Imagine a life where I can't, like dance to Disney songs in the kitchen like imagine if I told my boyfriend that my favorite artist was Drake then I'd have to listen to Drake all the time just because he liked Drake I actually did that once (laughs) I don't know if I've told you this but I literally like I used to if like someone I don't know say when I was younger and like one of my friends really liked Green Day I'd pretend to like Green Day just because they liked Green Day and I'd be like yeah same love Green Day And then imagine if we went to concerts and like, I don't know, had weird Green Day themed parties. That didn't ever happen. But like, imagine, like I literally downloaded every single Drake song to try and like Drake because the person that I was like, literally had a crush on when I was at school really liked Drake. And I was like, yeah, same. And then I had to like all the Drake songs. I don't care for Drake. Fudge Drake. Do you know what I mean? Put Beyonce on. Put Disney on. (laughs) Then my life's good. Like, if you spend your life doing the things that you don't actually want to do or like pretending that you, I don't know, it sounds so silly when you think about it like that, but it's, we do it all the time. Like, but it's really easy to hide little parts of who you are for fear that other people might judge you or might not like you, but it doesn't matter because the only person that you really need to like you is you because you're the only person that you're going to be hanging out with for the rest of your life. So like, regardless of whether other people like you, as long as you are happy in yourself and you are being your true self and your authentic self, then you can be happy. Like, you can be happy. Not you can make other people happy, you can be happy. And that doesn't take other people to like you, that takes you to like you. And so I want you to spend the next year, the next rest of your life, 
just working on trying to find out who you really are, being yourself, showing up as yourself and learning to love yourself because as well, you can't like somebody that you're not. Like you can't like a fake version of yourself. You can't do it. So a lot of the time, like I hated myself for years and I think I genuinely think so much of that was because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who this girl was that like pretends to like Drake. I'm really clinging on to that. But like, I didn't know who she was. I didn't really, like, I didn't like her because it, it wasn't me. Now I love the girl who sings Disney songs all the time and who, like, is fine with the fact that she is kind of a little bit lazy but still tries really hard because, like, God loves to try it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I love that version of myself. I love the version of myself that is just able to just be a little bit stupid sometimes, be a little bit silly, be a little bit fun and, like, carefree sometimes and clumsy. And I literally plugged a what's it called extension lead into itself the other day and then was like said to my boyfriend I was like oh the tv's not working it's because I plugged the extension lead into itself instead of into the wall like if I was too embarrassed to be myself if I was too embarrassed to be that stupid clumsy version of me I'd have been really upset by that but instead I just laughed about it and I was like lol typical me but like little things like that it sounds so trivial and sounds so silly but those little things like they make life so much funner when you embrace who you really are, and you might not be the sort of person that plugs an extension lead into itself or turns the thermostat down because the arrow looked different than what it actually was, like, or puts metal in the microwave sometimes. Like, if you are not that sort of person, you might be the sort of person that loves reading, but you've been, been a bit embarrassed to read, or you actually really like sewing, but someone told you once that sewing is just for old people or whatever. Like, as long as you like what you're doing, as long as you like the things that you you know, your hobbies and your interests and your skills and your things that set your soul on fire, as long as you are interested in those things and you actually enjoy those things, then it doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter if other people don't like you for it or judge you for it or think you're a bit weird for it. Like, so what, mate? You don't have to hang out with them. And if you, imagine if you did all of those things or you decided that like, okay, I'm gonna like, I don't know, be a different person or just like do certain things to please other people. You're gonna surround yourself with people that like Drake. You're gonna surround yourself with people that like Green Day. You're gonna surround yourself with people that don't actually, I don't know, enjoy your funny quirks. And like, how sucky would that be for you? How sucky would your life be if you're spending your time with people that you don't even like? Because you don't like Green Day. I'm really clinging on to it, mate. But do you see what I mean? Like, if you're being somebody you're not, then people start to like the version of you that you're not. And then what? Then you're going to spend your life in a crowd of people that you dislike or that you don't resonate with or that aren't your people, but they're the people that you pretended that you pretended you were to hang out with and now those people aren't actually your people and now your people can't find you because you're too busy pretending to like Green Day, you know? So, like, stop liking Green Day. I don't know, I don't know where Green Day come from. But, like, so I feel like it's because when I was younger, I was, like, proper into Green Day. <laughs> but it's true. Like, build a life you love. When, when, you, when you like yourself, when you appreciate yourself, when you can learn to hang out with yourself and, and be your true self, you attract the people that like you for you, not like you for the things that you pretend to like or do or say or be just because you want them to like you. Like, I know that there's a few people that won't like me and that's cool. I love how I say a few, like, what an ego, I'm like, there's only a few, only a small teeny handful of people that hate me, nah, there'll be a lot of people, <laughs> but it's okay, I'm good with that, because like, I've got my people, do you know what I mean, so I want you to find your people, and if you haven't found your people yet, then start being more true to yourself, start finding the things that set your soul on fire, start being more open to the things that you actually like deep down, the things that make you feel good, so a lot of us don't, we haven't found those things yet. So I want you to start finding those things this year. I want you to start looking for those things. It might be nature. It might be, you know, you might bloody love swimming. You might really like it when you are sitting in a dark room and Googling dad jokes, whatever. Like, be your authentic self. Be your true self because it is so important. And like I didn't do that for so long and I didn't like who I was. I didn't like hanging out with myself because of it. Like, yeah. So it's okay if people don't like you as long as you like you because you'll find your people eventually and other people will start to like you for who you really are rather than who you think you should be next point 
One, two, three, four, five. Point number six. (laughs) The grass is greener where you water it. And I love that because everyone always says the grass is greener on the other side. And there's been so many times where I've thought this too. Like, oh, but like, what if? Or like, you know, it's probably better if I just jump ship and do that or whatever. But actually, and by the way, going back to the third point, like you can, if you don't like your grass and you don't want your grass, you can move, you can jump, you can hop, you can leap somewhere else, right? But it doesn't matter as long as you are putting your time and energy into that thing that you want to put your time and energy in, it's going to glow, it's going to grow, it's going to thrive. I was going to do another little rhyme there, but I'm not going to because I was going to be like, (laughs) no, I'm not even going to go into it. But the grass is always greener where you water it. The grass is greener where you put your time and energy. If you where are you bloody the, what's that little quote that everyone says that's into law of attraction? Like where your focus goes, energy flows. Where where your where your something like that. But it's true. Like if you put your energy into something, you're gonna get the benefit from it. If you start taking care of yourself, you're gonna feel good for it. If you start like I don't know putting effort into your relationship it's going to start thriving from that if you start you know really working on your new business guess what that hard work's going to pay off you're going to start getting customers you're going to start I don't know like making sales you're going to start making money you're going to start making a living off of that if you put the energy into it and you put the time into it and you invest into it it's going to get better like it can't not it can't not so the grass is greener where you water it. I'm not going to go too far into that point because I feel like it's so self-explanatory. But it's true. It's so true. And I feel like if you're focusing on the negatives of something at the moment, and like I think that this is an, a point that I make in, I think, point number 10. But like if you're very, if you're used to focusing on the negatives, like I'm very good at like looking elsewhere and being like, oh, my life's not good because that person's is better or whatever but this year I've really taken that grass is greener where you water it quote again it's probably not a quote um and and really utilized it and gone no actually I'm gonna focus on the positives I'm gonna focus on what I've got right now like in this moment where am I right now I'm gonna really like invest my time and energy into this and see what happens and then at that point if it's a sunk cost can't call like start climbing a different ladder but don't expect your life to start feeling great if you're not making the effort to make your life great like if you're looking at somebody else's life and going oh why don't I have that like start working towards it then use it as fuel use it as inspiration like we look at Instagram and we all know it's a highlight reel but we sometimes look and we go oh man that person's getting married or oh they've just had a baby or like oh I don't know, like their business looks like it's going really, really well or their life looks like it's so perfect or they're like, I don't know, everything about their outfit is so on point. Like you don't see the behind the scenes of the that. You don't see what that person has done to get there. You don't see how much time and energy they've put into whatever they've been doing or even just that Instagram post. Like you don't see how many filters have gone on that. You don't see how long it took them to put that outfit together. You don't see you know, how many times they maybe tried to have a baby or how like long they've been waiting for that proposal or whatever it is. Like you haven't seen that. And it's really easy to fall into that trap of like someone else or something else is better than where you are or what you have right now. But that's not always true. And you can take care of your own. Like you don't have to look at somebody else's life and think, woe is me because mine, my life isn't that yet. You can think, okay, great, if they can do it, I can one day. Like, I'm going to keep investing in myself. I'm going to keep doing the things that I know are going to make my life great. And so instead of constantly looking out at what other people have and feeling a lack of, like, start looking inwards and start looking at how you can improve your own situation or how you can make yourself feel good or how you can, you know, water your own grass. Okay, point number seven. You have the power to let go of anything that isn't serving you. This... This was a big one for me because I'm very good at holding grudges. I'm very good at feeling resentment. I'm very good at holding on to things. And I want you to imagine, right? You've got a backpack. I feel like I've said this before, but say your rucksack, you've got a rucksack on your back. And every time something happens, you put a brick in it or a pebble or a stone or whatever, something heavy, right? A dumbbell. <laughs> but every time something happens, you put a brick in your bag. 
you put another brick in. And then another thing happens and you put another brick in. Soon enough, all of these bricks that you're carrying around are getting really heavy, right? And it's hard to just walk around every day with all of these bricks, all of this resentment, all of this hardship, all of this, like, I don't know, negative feelings, right? You're putting all of those into bricks, into your backpack, into your rucksack, whatever you want to call it. Is backpack American? I don't know. But that starts getting really heavy, right? And when you're walking around with that all the time, it gets exhausting. Like, think how exhausted you are right now just from carrying around all the resentment, all the negativity of the things, especially the weight of the world at the moment. Like, think how heavy that is right now. But actually, so much of it, you can just let go. You can just put down for a second. And if it's no longer serving you, even beliefs, like what I said in point one still stands, like the beliefs that aren't serving you, it doesn't matter if if you're right or you're wrong about them or if they're correct or they're incorrect. Like if it's not serving you, so if it's not helpful for you in some way, or if it's not making you feel good in some way, you can drop it. You can let it go. You can leave it alone. You can put it down. Like you don't have to carry it with you. I carry so much resentment from people all the time because I'm like, I get so butthurt really easily. I'm not going to lie. But this year I've really learned, especially the back end of this year, I've learned to start putting down some of that resentment, putting down some of that um, heaviness because it just doesn't need to be there. Like I don't need to keep carrying it around in my rucksack. I don't need to keep it there. I can put it down. Even if it's just putting it away in a box for a little while. It can come back out sometimes, but just stop carrying it around with you every single day. Like you have the power to let go of anything that isn't serving you, anything that makes you feel bad, anything that doesn't make you feel great, fantastic, on top of the world. Anything that is just unhelpful, if it's a belief or a uh, judgment or even like a person who doesn't make you feel good or who fudged you over, like... I feel so much resentment for people that fudged me over or were just dickheads or whatever. I always carry around, carried that around with me. And this year I've just been like, nah, this is cool. Like it helped me learn. It helped me grow. It helped me kind of become a better person for it. So instead of holding resentment, I just kind of hold a little bit of like, I don't want to say gratitude, but hold a little bit of like, cheers, hon, for making me a better person. And a lot of people think that that like gives them the win do you know what I mean it gives them the tick it gives them the like I won no it doesn't it gives you the win because you're not carrying around that big heavy rucksack anymore do you know what I mean you're not carrying around all those bricks that other people have given to you or thrown to you or you know the beliefs that that aren't serving you anymore all of those things you can just drop like you have the power to just let go of so I want you to start thinking about that over the next couple of months and start thinking about what things are you holding on to that you just don't need to it's like when you've got like a really cluttered handbag and it starts getting really heavy and you start like emptying it and it's just got like receipts and weird like little screwed up notes and like chewing gum wrapped in old receipts and like random hair bubbles and just all of these things that like just so you don't even need (laughs) and you're just holding on to them like for no reason other than you just did put them in the bin one day or whatever and they just build up and build up and build up and all of a sudden your handbag gets real heavy and you give it to someone when you're trying to tie your shoelace and someone goes whoa what the hell are you carrying in there and you're like I don't even know how to be quite honest I don't know but it's there and I need it and I'm not going to throw it away but what if you just had a little handbag clear out and the handbag clear out is your mind and the clear out is all of the things that are no longer serving you try it (laughs) I promise it will help okay I'm whizzing through these now because I feel like this is getting quite long and it's also getting quite late in the day and I've got to get ready to go to my mum's house for New Year's. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Not having a party, not having a sesh, not even drinking. I'm going to my mum's house and it's going to be lovely and we're going to do a jigsaw together. Wild. It'll actually be really nice though. <laughs> okay, right. Point number eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, eight. Just because someone doesn't see your worth doesn't mean you're not worthy. This goes back to my, I guess, bottom of a ladder that I wanted to climb point. Uh, Because this was the very, you know, very similar vibe, right? I was at a point where I just wasn't feeling of any worth because I wasn't being told or wasn't being appreciated or wasn't being validated for what I was doing, the hard work that I was putting in, the effort that I was putting in, the value that I had. Um, I wasn't, you know, it wasn't being recognized for me anyway, in my opinion, from how I felt. I didn't feel worthy in what I was doing because somebody or 
some people or a collective didn't make me feel like I was worthy. But that doesn't mean that you're not. So if you're not feel if if you're in a position right now where you feel like someone isn't valuing you or you feel like your partner isn't seeing your worth or you're not feeling appreciated at work or you're not feeling appreciated at home. That doesn't mean that you're not worthy. It just means that other people can't see it. Bland motherfudgers. Like, they just can't see it. And that's okay. But you need to make sure that you know that you're worthy. And that's something that I didn't know. Something that I didn't, I guess, clock onto <laughs> earlier this year when I was going through it and when I felt like I wasn't I guess being validated or being acknowledged for my efforts and my I don't know what I brought to the table but I had to learn it pretty quick actually I I can't keep being I can't keep relying on other people for my validation I can't keep relying on other people to see my worth I need to start seeing my worth because then it doesn't matter if other people see it or not it doesn't matter someone else doesn't see your worth as long as you know that you're worthy then the world is good, then you can feel good, then you can go, no, do you know what, I, I know that I'm doing well, I know that I'm smashing it, I know that I'm a queen, I know that I'm a goddess, I know that I'm worthy, I know that I'm enough, someone else thinks that I'm not good enough, who cares, that means they're not good enough, if they can't see that I'm not good, if, I, if they can't see that I'm good enough, then they're not good enough, fudge them, like, just because other people might not see your worth doesn't mean it's not there, it doesn't mean it's not there, I know you're worthy, I know I'm worthy, you know you're worthy, and if you don't, get to know bitch, do you know what I mean, you're worthy, I promise, you're worthy, and if you don't feel it yet, drop me a DM, and I'm going to get you feeling worthy, deal, deal, I keep, I'm, I'm brushing over those points, because I feel like I don't want to talk too much on the topic, but maybe one day I'll open up a little bit more about it, but you're worthy, Okay, my next lesson of 2021. The point in life isn't to reach perfection or an end point. It's to embrace the journey, I guess. I hate that word. The route, <laughs> the, the path along the way and learn and grow at every stepping stone. Like there is always a new, I don't know the word, level. A new, I'm going to say level, but we need a new word for it, team someone drop me a DM and give me a new word, but there is always a new level to unlock. And I feel like the, especially the last couple of months, I'm just moving my phone. So you might get a little bit of a weird noise. Um, but I feel like I've spent, I don't know, my whole life trying to get to some end point, feeling like there's an end goal. It's the same with fat loss. Like there's no end point really, or not fat loss, but your, I guess your health and fitness, there's no end point. And I feel like us perfectionists especially, keep trying to reach an end point. We keep going, yeah, but when is it done? But the thing is, the best part about life is that you're never done. You never get to a point where you're like, yeah, I've leveled up and now I'm here. Like, no, because when you get there, you're always striving for more. Like, we talk about the hedonic treadmill all the time in my coaching. I talk about that kind of hedonic adaptation where it's like you reach a new level and you or a new level of happiness and you think yeah I'm happy and then you go back to your like set point you go back to this like normal level of happiness and you think oh well I'm just normal again now how do I get happier and we're constantly uh reaching for something you know you buy a new car two months later you're bored of it well when's the next car coming what's the next car gonna be like I did this with my Audi right I bought an Audi after having I don't know, I had a polo and then I was like, bleh, boring, want something different, got a mini. And I was like, bleh, boring, want something different. And then I got an Audi and I was like, ugh, it's brand new. It's going to be like my car. Do you know what I mean? I was so obsessed with it. And I was like, yeah, I love it. Didn't love it that much because obviously I wanted like a Ferrari because I'm a dick. But I was like, this is my car. Like, this is my baby. I'm so in love. Two months later, I was like, ugh, boring. What's next? And it's like, we're always getting to a point where we want more, more, more. We're never happy. We're never satisfied. And that's okay because it helps us to grow. You know, it helps us to keep pushing for more, but it helps us to not be complacent. But it always means that we live in lack. We live in like, oh, well, I'm not going to get to this point. I'm not going to, I'm never going to be happy because I'm not happy now. I thought I'd be happy at this point, but I'm not. But that's because life is always a journey. There's always a stepping stone. And I want you to like think of life as stepping stones. 
It doesn't matter if you're not quite where you need to be yet because the whole point is to embrace what you're doing right now and to embrace the like the idea of imperfection. And I, that was like really hard for me to learn, to be honest, because I was like, yeah, but like, you mean I can't be perfect? It's like, it's, there's no end point to reach when it comes to when it comes to living your life. Like every year, there's going to be a new challenge. Every level that you go through, every like, I don't know, step up that you go through, there's going to be more challenges. But that's the fun part. And I was thinking of that as like, oh, God, when will it stop? Like, when will it ever be just like, when will I just be able to just settle and chill and be happy? Like, but that's because I was kind of looking at it as like, oh my God, rude. Like it's, okay. I was playing Super Monkey Ball. (laughs) I feel like this is so not, I don't know, whatever, right? This is, this is where I got this from, right? This is where I wrote this down, okay? But it's something that I've been implementing all year. I just didn't really know it. But I was playing Super Monkey Ball, right? On the PlayStation. And like, every so I was like obviously going through the levels going through the challenges or whatever and there was this marathon challenge that was like basically all of the levels it was like 100 and something levels right maybe 200 and something 208 let's say probably wasn't but whatever there's all these levels to go through right and I was just going through them and trying to whiz through them because I was like oh I want to get to the next level like but actually it started to become really unfun because I was like making such a point of like trying to whiz through it and then getting stressed because I kept falling off or whatever like falling off the platform. I feel like if you've not played Super Monkey Ball, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But like, I was just like whizzing through them and trying to like get them out the way so that I could get to the next level. And then I got to the end and I was like, wait. (laughs) But like, I didn't even enjoy it because I was like waiting to get to the next level or the next challenge or whatever. But like, the next challenge then went and then I finished it. And it was just like an anti-climax because I hadn't actually enjoyed myself along the way because I was just trying to get to the end point. But like the end point was literally that, it was the end. It was like, okay, cool, game's over, bye. And I was like, oh, (laughs) oh yeah. So the fun thing, like the fun part of the game is playing the game, who knew? (laughs) Like who knew? So there's me trying to rush through all these levels to like finish it. And I was like getting stressed about it, but actually I could have just been sitting back and enjoying each level as it went. And I feel like that's what we need to do in life. We need to super monkey ball it. We need to start enjoying things as they go and like embrace the fact that there is new levels to unlock all the time. And there are new stepping stones and that each stepping stone is an opportunity to learn and an opportunity to grow and an opportunity to just kind of like embrace that moment for what it is and like go through the struggles. That's like, that's the point. It's not, the point of life isn't to reach some, some like elite perfection kind of mode. It's just to keep leveling up. Like every single time, every single year, you're going to face something that, that, that forces you to grow. It's like someone said once, like you either spend every single day evolving or repeating, evolving or repeating, evolving or repeating. And like, if you are spending this every single day, just repeating the same thing, you never learn, you never grow, you never evolve I think that word is so not cute but you know what I mean you never get to this kind of like new level and then you can get to a new level and a new level and a new level and you just become a better and better person you become you know more and more experienced you become happier almost because you know that actually like you are reaching new potential every single time you level up but if you're constantly like rushing to those new levels because you're like no 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 I need to go I need to go I need to go I need to be perfect I need to be better I need to be better like you're not appreciating life as it comes and I feel like if we can start just taking time to appreciate the the stepping stones and just life feels so much better and life has felt so much better for me this year the back end of this year at least because I stopped kind of thinking no 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 it needs to be perfect so I need to like push for push for it and pressure myself and and reach that end point or reach that perfection like situation that like the perfect kind of life I guess god life got so much funner <laughs> so much funner and I guess that brings me to my next point as well is that perspective is powerful so sometimes it's really easy to be like super zoomed in and super focused on like the uh, I guess the like little intricacies of life but actually if you can just zoom out a little bit and like reframe crappy moments, appreciate the lessons that life has to give, like the the secret to happiness, right, in life, I guess, is so much less about how the world is and so much more about how you choose to view it. Like if you can stop dwelling on the negative so much, you know, start 
focusing on more of the positive start actively looking for those positives like that grass is greener where you water it like if you are investing in yourself and putting your time and energy into yourself like the world gets so much better your your view of the world gets so much better when you start allowing those crappy moments that you're facing to be like okay cool like that sucks and like that feels like crap but I know that actually there's good to come of this because I'll, I'll learn something from this moment. Like think about any, I don't know, bad breakup you've been through, right? How great has it turned out for you in this moment? Don't think about one that if you've just broken up with someone, I'm really sorry to hear like, please, my DMs are always open on if you need a pet talk. But like say 10 years ago, you went for a breakup. Like how sucky was it at that time? How much did you think you would literally never get through it? How much did you think your life is totally over? And now how much you like, thank god I left that situation like thank Beyonce that I am no longer there thank the world that I am not with that person anymore but like think how much that taught you about who you want in the next person or how you want to live your life from now on or how much you will not settle for shit because you know you deserve better like all of the things that we've learned in life, even the shit things that we go through, like you need those negatives, you need those like, I guess, dips to appreciate the positives a little bit more. But like, if you can start reframing those moments, and you can feel them, by the way, that doesn't mean to say like, oh my god, like life is amazing, even if it's not. But if you can start like looking at the perspective of that and and just zooming out a little bit and going, huh, okay, I will learn something from this. I might not feel that right now, but I will learn something from this and I will grow from it and I'll be a better human for it. And it will shape me into the person I am next year. You know, it will shape me more into take over the world me. Like if you can start appreciating those lessons a little bit and zooming out and just viewing things from a slightly different perspective and looking out for some of the positives that that will bring, life gets so much better. Like it really, really does. And this year, you know, I've been for a lot. Like I have not even been for a lot, but I've felt the weight of the world this year. And I've had, you know, my fair share of emotional breakdowns over it. But actually, it got to a point where I really just started to look for the positives. I really started to just get up and just say, no, do you know what? I'm going to bloody do it. I'm going to do this for myself. And that brings me to my last point, actually, is is radical responsibility. And I'm going to dive deeper into this in a couple, either in a podcast episode in a couple of episodes time or on Instagram. But taking the, like, the power back and focusing on finding the solution rather than just blaming others or blaming circumstance or, you know, having that woe is me mindset oh my god like as soon as I started taking this 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 idea of radical responsibility seriously and just kind of going no do you know I'm like oh I'm such a Debbie Downer on things like I will always be like well I was always the sort of person that was like I don't know took things that happened and and really took them to heart like I would I would think the world is against me or I'd think someone is against me or something is against me or that the you know the whole world was caving in if something tiny happened or I would be like, blame others for my circumstance. So I would blame others for my, I don't know, hardships or things that I would was facing. I'd always put the blame on other people. And that's cool. Like, even if it is someone else's fault, like it, what's that saying? Like, it might not be your fault, but it's your responsibility to like change it. And I think that's what it is. It's just t- radical responsibility is just taking back that power to not let the weight of those problems, not let those bricks in your in your backpack or rucksack, not let them have such an effect on you and stop you from living your best life. Like radical responsibility is allowing yourself to just start looking for the solution and taking control of your own shit to be happy. Like taking control of your own happiness. I think that's so important because so many of us sit and dwell on the negatives and sit and look at the, I don't know, the things that have happened to us. And we're really, like, we really take them to heart and we really get upset by them. And that's okay. Like, especially if it, if something isn't your fault or if something isn't, uh, wasn't in your control and it negatively impacted you, it's really easy to sit and dwell on that and sit in that, that emotion for a little bit too long. But like, if you can start taking radical responsibility and just start like, owning your own shit and saying look do you know what it might not have been my fault that this has happened it might not be I might not be to blame here but like I'm literally in direct control of my own happiness so I'm going to make sure that I do everything I can to be happy and to choose happiness today and to choose to be the better person or to choose to improve my life or to choose to turn my life around like 
like I said earlier, even if it was someone, like, someone just really screwed you over, like, that's, I think so many of us sit in that sort of, um, you know, I don't know the word for it, but, like, blaming others for the shit that's happened to you. Like, so many of us just kind of sit there for too long and get upset by it for too long and feel shit about it for too long. Even, like, even think about Christmas, right? We've just had Christmas. A lot of us are feeling a little bit bloated, a little bit sorry for ourselves, a little bit like, oh, man, I've ruined my goals. Like, you might be feeling like that right now. But you can spend the next six months carrying on feeling like that, beating yourself up for it, feeling shit about where you're at. Or you can say, right, do you know what, cool, that that happened it sucked, it wasn't ideal, but here's what I'm going to do now to make things better for myself, like, it's just about owning your own, yeah, owning your own shit, taking responsibility for yourself and saying, no, do you know what, I'm going to do it, I'm going to smash it, I'm going to do what it takes to feel good today, like, if we can start doing more of that, you're going to feel so good for that, so yeah, those are my lessons, I feel like I'm going to wrap it up because my laptop's about to die as well, but let me know if you found this helpful. Let me know what your favorite tip was. Let me know what you've learned this year. Um, drop me a DM on Instagram. But more than anything, I just want you to go into 2022 feeling phenomenal. So let's do that. Like, let is let us, oh my God, let's just smash the next year. I just feel like, like I said at the beginning of this episode, like 2022 is our freaking time to shine. It's our time to shine. So let's shine, mother fudges. Um, and I just really want you to feel amazing. So that's the gig. That's what we're going to do. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to give me a review on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot of this episode right now and share it to your Instagram story. Um, I might do a little competition next month. I don't know if you saw on Instagram, but I gave all my clients a uh, like little daily planner um, as a present for being so fabulous this year. Um, and I have a few left. So maybe I'll do a little giveaway and give some of you guys some who share my stuff um, and share my podcast and, and give me a review and that sort of jazz. So maybe I'll do that in the new year. So keep your eyes peeled for that. If you don't follow me on Instagram um, and you've just stumbled upon my co- podcast, then hey, hi, hello. I hope you're fabulous. I am Thrive with Jojo on Instagram. Um, and if you've got any questions for me or you've got any, I don't know, fun, cheeky little stories to tell me or lessons that you've learned or you'd like to ask any questions for me to answer on the podcast, then you are more than welcome to email me at info at trainwithjoe.com that was weird, info at trainwithjoe.com. Um, I'll put the info in the show notes anyway. But I hope you're fabulous. I hope you have a phenomenal New Year's Eve um, and New Year's Day and New Year and 2022 and beyond. If you're listening to this in like 2040, then hey, hope COVID's not a thing anymore. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I will actually let you crack on with your life. Go and have a fabulous week and I will chat to you soon, Queen.